here on the Speed and Shoot podcast, uh, brought to you by Adham and Ekin. Today we'll be giving our thoughts on the Bahrain Grand Prix last week. So we thought we'd just give our thoughts on the race in, in general. So I personally thought it was a, a pretty decent start to um, the Formula One World Championship. Um, some great action in the midfield, as well as um, some good overtakes near the front. Not quite at the front. So what have you given the race as a rating out of 10? Okay, so if we had to go out of 10... I have given it a 7. Um, 7 out of 10. Uh, I'll explain why, but what have you gone for? Um, I've also gone for a 7, so, you know, we're matching in that department. Right, yeah. I think the reason, as I touched on, there was some great overtaking in the midfield, mm-hmm. some great action, some great changes of position, as well as... It was an entertaining race. Yeah, it was definitely However, Verstappen did win the race by about, like, 20 seconds, didn't he? So. Yeah, I mean... So that's... I, I would give the race, the rating a bit higher, but... When there's no competition for the actual win, then I think that limits the rating a little bit. But yeah, overall, I would say I enjoyed the race. I mean, it was a good start to the season. Yeah, I mean, loads of people were talking about how it's just going to be a repeat of last season, how nothing's changed. However, I mean, that could that's you can argue about that because of um, well, we're going to get onto it. But for example, Aston Martin, um, they got podium. I think Aston Martin showed really strong pace in quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows, depending on. If they, exam- for example, start on the front row, they could have fought Max. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, what a driver Alonso is! Great yeah, driver. To just hop into yeah. a new team, bang podium. Um, for once, he actually made a good career move in going to a team that was up and coming. Yeah, great. Um, great driver. So he yeah, is. we'll get onto that later. But mm-hmm. so we've got to come up with these little categories um, just to rate the racing and, and the drivers and the teams. So we start off with our top three drivers. So who have you gone for? Right, so I have gone for Verstappen, uh, Alonso and Stroll. Who have you gone for? I've gone for Verstappen, Alonso and Gasly. Right. So, I mean, Verstappen speaks for himself. We've both gone for him. I mean, I, I can't say I'm the biggest Verstappen fan, but you can't say he's not a good driver. You know, he's arguably the best driver on the grid right yeah, now. Yeah, and he's... in the form of his life, and there was no competition. You know, exactly. he absolutely walked that race. Um, yeah, qualifying and, uh, and the race as well. So, yeah, obviously... Exactly. Uh, a great weekend from him. We've um, also both gone for Alonso. Yeah, uh, we've gone for Alonso, and I guess that also speaks for itself. I mean, to just hop in a new car, new team, and in a in a practice, I think it was he was locking up quite a lot, wasn't he? Yeah, that's so quite we a were lot thinking just as he's testing out the brake biases and other things. Yeah, so obviously uh, we were thinking, oh, it might be new Aston Martin. He's probably not going to perform well because it's a new car. Maybe maybe a few races into the season he'll pick up his pace. But first race. To grab third place to sit on a podium yeah, I mean, was great I think, from him. I think after qualifying, we sort of thought it was a bit of a reality check in that um, he didn't manage to out-qualify even the Ferraris, let alone the Red Bulls. But, um, well, a bit of Ferrari mess-up and obviously Alonso's brilliance led to um, him being able to secure that podium. Exactly. Um, you've gone for... I've I see that Gasly, yeah. Want to explain why? Yeah, I think it's gone under the radar a bit because everyone was laughing at Alpine for a certain other driver that I'll be mentioning later. But um, yeah, I think Gasly's drive was really underrated to go from P20 to points. Um, so yeah, just like we didn't see too much action on the telly, but just yeah, a great, great performance. And he'll be very happy um, with his first race, despite Alpine maybe not being as happy. Exactly, yeah. Um... So the third driver I've gone for, Lance Stroll. I mean, he finished sixth, started in eighth, gained two positions. 
uh, obviously boosting um, Aston Martin's points as well. Um, however, he just suffered from two broken wrists, yeah, and I he thought... and he managed to get uh, sixth. I mean, I was a bit worried that it was potentially dangerous him racing. Yeah, of course. While there was pain, um, but you know, who are we to who are we to judge? About? Well, I guess he can do it. I mean, if yeah. he, if he feels good, if the team's given him the green light to actually sit in the car and drive, then, then... you've got to respect it. It's... Yeah. I mean, obviously he had that bit of hairy moment with Alonso at the start, but I'm sure he forgave him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alonso, I, I guess after getting getting podium, you know, there's no point arguing about something that happened at the beginning of the race. Yeah, there, so. I just did find it funny how throughout the race he was asking, who hit me, who hit me? And, and they the weren't telling him. Tell yeah. him <laughs> because obviously it was the other driver. I mean, people are arguing that it was Alonso's fault. The way he cut yeah, in. Because he turned in. Yeah, the way he cut in. But, I think however, Stroll was a bit boxed in and he didn't have... Yeah, choice. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird one that because, yeah, like I said, Alonso cut in. Uh, people say he cut in too aggressively, but that is just, I guess, he was probably just trying to do a defensive move. Yeah, and just carry on with his race. That's where he got obviously. I mean, I don't want to use the FIA's terms here, but it's a racing incident. Um, yeah, it, that's motor racing, apparently, Toto. So. That is motor racing, <laughs> Toto. Yeah. Um, um, as we heard in Abu Dhabi. Last season. <laughs> season before. Season before, Sorry, not last before. season. Yeah. Yeah, a bit um, off. So our next category is three disappointing drivers. Yeah, I could have had a better weekend. I mean, we were supposed to pick three. I've selected one. Uh, quite obvious. I've just picked Esteban Ocon. Um, I, I mean, mean that let, we need to talk about We have to talk <laughs> about him. So Esteban Ocon, I mean, um, he got a five-second penalty for starting, not starting on the grid properly. Like, yeah, part, he wasn't. Yeah, he, he wasn't was passed properly. Box. Uh, and then when he went in to serve that five second penalty, a mechanic got into contact with his car zero point four seconds before the five second penalty was served. Yep. So he got a ten second penalty for not serving his five second penalty correctly. I do think that's a bit harsh. Yeah. I mean, well, then when he came to serving his ten second penalty, uh, was it when he was serving his ten second penalty on the um, way out? Um, I think yeah. That's yeah. Right. On the way out, he was zero point one kilometers per hour faster <laughs> than the pit limit in the pit lane. Oh, dear. Yeah, he won't have been very happy. Which um, obviously caused him to retire, but I remember in the race you were asking why didn't they retire earlier? Yeah, you? I was like, like, you're back at the grid, you're like a whole lap. He down. was he was thirty seconds behind um the last person, which was yeah. Norris, I think, was it? I can't remember. I can't remember at the time, but yeah, he was thirty um, seconds behind. But yeah, especially that'll annoy Ocon a lot, especially because he would have wanted to get one over on Gasly in the first race. Mm. But instead Gasly had one of the most impressive drives and Ocon had a whimper. But um yeah, I've also gone for Hulkenberg, which will probably be a bit unpopular. I know lots of people want him to do well, but he started in the points and then ended up finishing below Magnussen. So I don't know all the details in terms of how he ended up there, but surely something had to go wrong on his end. Um, and yeah, it just won't be the f- return to Formula One that he would have wanted. Um, and I think it was a bit disappointing. Um, but I've also gone for Russell. I mean, which, just quickly, uh, these drivers obviously... We have a whole season ahead of us. It's not like we're mid-season or close to the end and we're saying, oh, they're this, this, that. But like you said, because it's the first race of the season, yeah. drivers would want to start, you know, show what they're meaning to perform like for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously it would be disappointing if, for example, Ocon had to retire after um, all them penalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously Gasly will feel pretty good about himself, I think, but Ocon, yeah. Mm. I've also gone for Russell, though, because... Although that Mercedes seemed like it was quite difficult to drive, I think Hamilton sort of got the maximum out of it by finishing in the top five. Um, 
but uh, Russell sort of wasn't able to wrestle it into higher positions and ended up finishing um, behind Stroll, whereas Hamilton was fighting with Alonso and ended up... He, he nearly got science in the end as well. Yeah, nearly. Um, so yeah, I would say that Russell was definitely the worst off, off those two. Um, but yeah, that's sort of it for the disappointing drivers. I think overall... A lot of drivers will be happy with their weekend, yeah. even those who didn't finish in the points. Yeah. Um, so next, what is it? So that brings us on to the two best performing teams. I have gone for Red Bull and Aston Martin here. Yeah. No, uh, I'm assuming you have as well. Yeah, no shock that I've gone for the same. Obviously, Red Bull dominated the weekend. Aston Martin. I mean, I mean, a one-two finish from Red Bull and a one-two start from Red Bull as well. Yeah. Is I mean, you can't really argue with them. Yeah, who knows what Leclerc could have done? I don't know whether he was going to fight. That's that's unfortunate like that. for that's very unfortunate for Leclerc. The fact that his yeah. um, I remember we were making jokes about it before the race, saying and it actually oh, happened, saying Ferrari car something's bound to happen, and yeah. he just lost power. Mm-hmm. Um, about that though, if he was he stopped on a very very good part of the track, which caused him to. Bring out a virtual safety car. Yeah, instead of the full one. However, if he was to stop maybe on the other side of the track, he would have really helped his teammate out by bringing in <laughs> a real safety car. And that might have also helped Ocon, for example, yeah. um, get rid of his you know 30-second gap from yeah, the bottom. But, you know, it wasn't to be. Nah. Um, it would have made for an interesting end to the race, to be fair. To be honest, in that position, obviously you started losing um, power. You do have to put safety over, over you know... Like what he wants to do, yeah, yeah, but over strategy. For example, he was he can't move quickest way was to go off where he went off, and it was a safe place to stop. He doesn't want to stop in the middle of the track for other drivers, it's dangerous as well, exactly. Um, but in terms of more detail on the two best teams, obviously, Red Bull, as we said, dominated the weekend, Mm -hmm. the win never really looked in doubt. And um, Aston Martin had a really strong race. Qualifying was a little underwhelming compared to what people were expecting, obviously, both cars still got into Q3. Um, which is what Alonso said was the target, and then obviously the podium and a uh, great performance from both drivers. I also wanted to give a shout out to Williams. Um, they got Alex Albon in the points and Logan Sargent. I thought had a really strong first race to finish twelfth. Um, so yeah, just outside the points, um, and I think that shows that Williams can have a lot of hope that um, they might be able to fight in that midfield battles. Um, so yeah, I think they'll be happy with the weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, I could see loads of people's predictions pro- uh, most likely putting Williams a lot lower than how they actually performed. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have a look here, for example, Sargent's first race in Formula One, mm-hmm. for him to finish P12, in, especially like like we were saying, a Williams car, yeah, is quite of impressive. Yeah, ahead the likes of Magnussen, ahead of the likes of Hulkenberg, you know, both McLarens. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, he'll definitely be happy with that, and I hope for him, for his sake, and for all the American fans... Um, that he'll able to carry on that form. Yeah, that's another thing. Now, now American fans sort of have someone to cheer um, on the grid as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it's nice for them because there's lots of a lot's been said about the three races in in the USA and how that's. I personally don't see a problem with three races in the USA. Do I you? Think a lot of people are saying that those spots in the calendar should be filled by other circuits that hmm. aren't there. But, you know, I, mean, I think the three different circuits in the USA are all different. Yeah, I mean, we were, we spoke about it on our last episode. Um, check it out, by the way, if you haven't. Yes, please check it out. But, um, yeah, we were talking about how we're quite excited for the Las Vegas uh, Grand Prix, which is going to be a street circuit, if I'm yeah, not it's mistaken. Just, yeah, it's just um, on the Las Vegas a strip. into the unknown. Like, we don't know what it's going to be like. Could the racing be good? Um, oh, there's something I wanted to mention. We were planning to do it. another podcast before this one, but um, we got a bit caught up. 
They've removed the chicane at the end of oh yeah um, the Spanish the last Grand Prix lap on the Spanish Grand Prix, which is going to make it faster. I just thought I really wanted to mention that because yep. it makes me really happy because I thought that was a race murderer, but now it should really be um, a lot easier to overtake on that track. So yeah, potential for a lot of good racing. Yeah, we, we're going to see faster racing as well now. Um, like you said, potential for overtaking. that chicane was just such a race killer because <laughs> like it's it was really hard for the car behind to get a good exit mm-hmm. um, and that meant that all the way down that straight they wouldn't have been able to maximise their chance so yeah I just wanted to mention that but on to the two worst teams from the um, weekend who have you gone for? Okay so I've gone for McLaren and Ferrari who have you gone for? Yeah same. Right I mean McLaren first of all I felt bad for Oscar Piastri's first race as a McLaren driver mm-hmm. um, he was p- probably hoping to you know show off what he can do um, but obviously he had an electrical fault, I think it was. Yeah, unfortunately his race was cut short. Yeah, they, um, he came in to change the... They were changing the steering wheel, I think, and it just didn't end up working, so they retired there in the pits. Um, other than that, their other driver, Lando Norris... Two laps down. Two laps Lando down, Norris. and he finished 17th, but last, because the other three drivers uh, all got DNF'd, which... I mean, we've got to talk about that as well, three DNFs in this race. Like, yeah. I guess I guess it was entertaining I mean, for the neutrals to watch. We ended up a, a pretty... Interesting Bahrain. Sometimes you get more DNFs than that. There was no safety car. Um, but yeah, I suppose McLaren might be the most disappointing team. Um, yeah, I mean, Norris will not be happy with that at all. Nope. Um, and I saw a funny meme that said McLaren is the new Williams. <laughs> I mean, they're now the, the worst team on the grid. But, you know, hopefully for all their fans that it's not as bad as, as it looks. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, we're going to have to watch the season sort of play out and then see what happens there from those races mm-hmm. um, right and then also we've gone for Ferrari now Ferrari obviously they had that engine failure uh, with Leclerc um, which obviously I felt bad because I thought I thought he was going to get a podium yeah Leclerc did look on for a podium and then Ferrari equals Ferrari Bonotto sat at home in an armchair laughing yep. at the <laughs> management team um, um. <laughs> I mean we need to talk about this so you mentioned this uh, which was very correct so Ferrari, the whole season, they're allowed two energy store changes, right? Well, it's not just Ferrari, it's all the teams. Yeah, yeah, um, they're allowed it all. But the reason I'm highlighting Ferrari is because in the first race in Bahrain, they've already used one of them. Used one of them. Yeah, exactly. They've, so, used one of the, they've already swapped out the energy store, which means that's the last one they're legally allowed to use for the rest of the season. Yeah, so obviously you're predicting that somewhere in the season they're going to need to take a few penalties for changing just one. I'm, I'm predicting at least four or five races they'll be taking engine penalties mm-hmm. for, um, yeah I mean I mean first race in first race for them to change a energy store is you know it's just it's crazy worst. it's the worst possible start I mean Sainz would have got that podium as well but unfortunately for him I mean it was a great race yeah Alonso, but unfortunately for him he was overtaken by his fellow Spaniard um but yeah, just not a great weekend for Ferrari and their fans will be really disappointed with that. Especially given how Bahrain started last season with the 1-2. It's just, yeah, definitely a decline, unfortunately, for them. Exactly. Um, we're excited to see how they how Ferrari perform in the other races, especially Monaco. I cannot wait for Monaco to see if the... <laughs> you really want to see, see if the Monaco National, Monaco. Monaco National Leclerc can break that Monaco curse and, um, and win it. Oh, I forgot to mention with Red Bull's dominance that... Um, qualifying was actually a lot closer than we thought um, Q2 especially that was a really exciting session um, and that sort of gave us hope that we could get a pretty jumbled up um, 
Q3, but unfortunately, business resumed as normal. But I do think there's a lot of potential to have more interesting qualifying sessions um, moving forward. So, yeah, I thought that was something that uh, was worth mentioning. I mean, we're going to make another episode on the Jeddah um, Grand Prix coming up next weekend, which I'm really excited for. That's that's when, I guess, that's when qualifying there is going to show us if anything's changed, if if anything. Yeah, I I I think Jeddah is a really exciting race. It's it's definitely one of the most... um, Dangerous, which is perhaps not as good, but it's it's really exciting. I mean, for the neutral, it's quite entertaining to watch as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, the close with street circuits, there are always you know close walls. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, even in Baku, that one turn up by the castle, that's very <laughs> narrow, isn't it? So yeah, that's a uh, that's a fun one. Um, yeah, I think Jeddah though, it's the fast blind corners that make people a bit worried. Yeah, but you know, we're talking about the best drivers in the world here, so exactly. you know, you'd hope that they'd be able to navigate it safely. And from the apart from Mick Schumacher. last season when he split the car in half but um the two races that it's produced so far have been have been great so yeah looking forward to that one um but on to our last category which is overtake of the race and i think we're agreeing again i mean this this all these categories we've kind of almost gone for the same stuff for all of them but you can't really blame us i mean the race yeah non-negotiable really exactly so overtake of the race we've both gone for alonso on hamilton and i mean i don't know about you but the main reason i picked this is because obviously they were fighting quite a lot they were you know overtaking each other back and forth um i remember hamilton left that gap open and for alonso to do an overtake on turn 10 now that's 10 which is a that's yeah yeah i mean expect that from it Exactly, and and it was round the inside, wasn't it? Inside of turn turn. Yeah, down the inside, and I yeah. think Hamilton was a bit naive because although he's gone to the outside to try and you know um, defensively cut in, yeah. Well, it's almost like he's trying to preserve the exit onto the next straight, but you know you can't really be naive like that when you're fighting Alonso. Um, so Alonso said thank you very much for leaving the inside <laughs> open, and he's just gone through and um, yeah made the overtake stick. And overtake. and he had DRS active. Um, didn't he? Yeah, just, Hamilton was just ahead at the section point. Yeah, so just after um, after that overtake, he activated his DRS. Yeah, so I think um, and just went through there. Hamilton could have done better by not leaving the inside wide open, but at, at the same time, he was trying to not compromise his exit. So obviously, I can't blame him too much. I mean, you got to think, even if let's say he didn't overtake on turn ten, if he was right behind him, just after turn ten, when that DRS zone was there, you thought, I mean, Alonso probably would have got him there, wouldn't he? I think the overtake was coming anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, even yeah. if he didn't manage to do it there, you know, the, le- the next lap on the straight, it would have been done. Um, but yeah, just the nature of it and how Hamilton wasn't expecting it to be done there at all, I think that's why I've given it overtake of the race. Exactly. So, a short podcast today, but that's our thoughts on the Bahrain Grand Prix. Hope you all enjoyed it. Short um, podcast, however, the Jeddah... Um predictions and thoughts is going to come out quite soon anyway so um, yeah exactly we've got so, yeah. to worry about that yeah obviously the pre-season one there was a lot of pre-season excitement and thoughts to talk about so. oh yeah we had a lot to talk about yeah. in pre because that was i guess regarding the whole season wasn't it this one sort of regarding the races With this one we'll keep it short and sweet um hopefully you enjoyed that podcast and yeah we'll see you in the next one